Let's go to Genesis chapter 4. Y'all okay? Look, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm starting here. Okay? Normally it takes me a while. I'm like an old diesel. <laughs> takes me a while to get fired up. But this morning I'd already come out fired up. I jumped in a gasoline truck this morning. <laughs> and he set me on far. <laughs> on far. <laughs> Alright, Genesis chapter 4. See, I, I don't want... I don't, I don't want you to forget. I mean, we, we've, all, we've all heard this phrase. We've all said this phrase. Sometime in our life, in church, we've heard it. Plead the blood. Plead the blood over your children. I mean, some of, come on, some of us do it, man. We plead the blood. We plead the blood of Christ over our children. Listen, I'm not... <laughs> just don't, don't get me wrong this morning. I'm not beating you up if you do that. Okay? I'm not... But I want you to get a better understanding of what it is that you're doing. I'm not telling you that what you're doing is sinful. I'm not telling you that what you're doing is wrong or against God's. I'm not telling you that. What I'm telling you is there's a greater understanding to pleading the blood. And we are not taking full advantage of it. At least I'm not God. At least I'm not taking full advantage of it. Pleading is not, it's not a gesture, as we would think it is, a, a gesture of begging. Pleading the blood, man, we're not going to God and begging like a pauper. The only thing that we're doing is, we're doing it like they do in the judicial system, like they do in courts when lawyers plead their cases. It is a legal statement that's being put forth between everybody, showing everybody your case. So don't think that pleading the blood is pleading the blood is begging. Don't don't go through your house and oh God, I plead the blood. Oh. Listen, it's not begging. You're presenting your case, not only before the Father, but before whatever it is that you're pleading the blood over. It was the blood that enabled us to do this. Amen. But we're not taking advantage. I want you to take advantage of this this morning. We, he, he give it to us. Let's use it. Let's use it. Yeah. Actually, in some of this, man, in, in, in the pleading, in the, in, in the Greek, in the, in the Greek of it, it's talking about having favor. <laughs> so let, let's have favor of what God's given us by pleading. That's what comes with pleading. It's favor. Amen. Pleading is, it's set forth, it's used to set forth arguments in the courts. And so should it be in the church. So should it be in our walk as Christian people. You know this is hot when it comes on this kind of paper. I don't have time to type it. I just have to. Hopefully my handwriting is good enough, Christina, that I can see it. So I don't know about you, man. I, you get my faith jacked up on? I will throw babies then. I just, and it might be emotion sometimes, so some of you might want, if it's your baby, just stop me, okay? Just don't let me just start tossing, okay? I'd just rather throw a shoe. I'd just rather throw a shoe. Let's, let's read our text. 
chapter 4, verse 1 says, Now Adam knew Eve, his wife. Y'all know what the word new means there. I don't need to get into graphic detail. And she conceived. Now you're putting it together. And bore Cain and, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Boy, how many of y'all, when y'all had your children, especially your son, and you said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. One thing I noticed here, she didn't say that again. I don't know if it's coincidence. I don't know. She just didn't say it again. His brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. Cain first, Abel second. And in the process of time, it, and basically that, that literally means in the end of days. So I, I'm, I'm not sure. I didn't have a whole lot of time to study this. You're going to have to deal with me, okay? If, if, I, if you know more about this than I do, please, you can. I'll, this morning, we'll make it like a Wednesday if you want. You, you can go ahead and uh, input. <laughs> you can give me a cliff note. But it, it, it literally talked about the end of days. So I, I don't know what that meant. But it's the end of days. It came to pass that Cain, the first, brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. How many of you know that Adam and Eve, after, oh man, this might go better than I thought it was going to go. How many of you know that when Adam and Eve had Cain and Abel, they understood the process and the purpose of worshiping God? Come on, I mean, I know they're kicked out of the garden, okay? I get it. I get it. But how many, we, we learned, they got wisdom now. They learn through experience. They have wisdom now, right? And, and don't you know that they're saying, oh, come on, parents. I'm going to give y'all an open opportunity right here to say, amen, preacher. How many of you know that we try to express to our children not to do the things that we've done? Because it might be, amen, preacher. Yep, we do. We tell our children things because we've walked that road. We've experienced that episode and it did not profit us anything. Matter of fact, most of the time it was unprofitable. Eric. Amen, preacher. I'm going to have a good time this morning. But, but we teach. Yeah, give it to me. I can't move. They'll freak out back there. See, they give me this little thing. I feel like the tin man up here walking around because I have this thing in my pocket. Y'all don't see the green light because I turn it around and I'm going to turn it around again and put it in my pocket. But see, they want me to wear this thing so the camera can keep up with me. I juke the camera too. But they, if I don't wear it, they get excited. But we, we, we talk to our children and I'm certain, I'm certain that Adam and Eve spoke to their children in reference to worshiping God and offering sacrifices to the King of Kings. I'm positive about that. Come on. I mean, if anybody in their right mind would have went through what they went through and experienced what they experienced, I guarantee you they passed it on to their children and said, listen to me. God's a God not to be played with. 
That's the problem now, church playing. <laughs> God's not a God to be playing with. He says what he means, and he means what he says. Listen to me, children. Pay attention to God. Yes. Follow his, his precepts. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Follow, listen, pay attention, do. And here's Cain and Abel. They're, they're, they're doing this. They're, they're presenting an offering to God. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. Boy, don't you know he was, he was eons before his timing. This kind of thing wasn't given up until Leviticus. We didn't, they didn't understand blood sacrifice unless Adam had a revelation and said the first thing that God done was killed. Oh, come on. See, I'll, get, I'll, just, I'll dig a wormhole this morning and we'll go right down in that little hole and we'll just play around there all day. But maybe, just maybe, Adam got a revelation and began to talk to his children about the blood sacrifice, and maybe one didn't pay attention. I don't know. It's not in here. I'm just trying to give you some side notes. I want you to think for yourself. It's hot. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell so the Lord said to Cain why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen if you do well will you not be accepted and if you do not do well sin lies at the door and it desire and its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. Sin, can I tell you sin's at your door? Oh man, don't be psyched out. God's got a code with his knock. See, y'all look, oh man, come on, I can do it. Y'all just, I told y'all this is going to be Wednesday, right? I'm sporadic on Wednesday. I just give it to you the way I get in it, and that's just how you go get it this morning. I mean, God's got a code. But y'all didn't know that. He's got a code with his knock. Y'all ever heard knocks like that? Y'all ever heard stuff like that, right? Come on, come on. Don't listen. Don't be confused with Satan's knock at the door. Because that lie will be Satan's knock. The Bible says that he comes to the door and knocks. It's a, it means continuous knock. So this is Jesus. See, when it becomes annoying, this is because he don't give up on you. He won't, no matter how much you quit on him, he won't quit on you. He never quit then. He won't quit now. And he won't quit for eternity. And this is the knock of God. Amen. See, most of you are sitting here because you've heard this. 
day after day, night after night, month after month, year after year, problem after problem. Don't be confused, man. Satan offered up and go, hey, doesn't this look good? Hey, you in there? You home? Hey, come and take a look at this. Come outside. Sin's lurking at the door. Come, come outside. Let's have a chat. See, there's an old, oh, there's another one. Dear God, you're so good to me. There's another one. It's a trick of the enemy. Hey, come outside. Man, you ought to see that the Bible says that he knocks at anyone that opens it, he'll come in. Woo, he comes in. <laughs> comes in your house. I know you don't like it, but he comes in your house. <laughs> Woo, see, you ain't got to like it, but he's coming in. That's what the Bible told me. If you'll open up the door, I'll come in and sup with him and he with me. See, I can quote King James too. Don't you try me. Where was I hat? God, that was so good. See, y'all don't understand, man. My God, that'll stick with me for a long time. Anybody that can get my attention when I'm in the middle of something, man, and do you go, I, I got to get back here. So the Lord said, okay, we got past that. And, and rule over it. Now Cain, Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel. And he killed him. The first killed the second. Oh. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where's your Abel? Where's Abel, your brother? <sighs> I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? Be careful when God asks you a question. That's right. He already knows. He already knows that. Don't. See, you can lie to yourself. Don't. You ain't lying to daddy. He already got you. Oh, it's better that a man humble himself before the Lord than to have the Lord humble them. Come on. Answering correctly. And he said, the voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. <laughs> the voice of your brother's blood. Now you're, listen, this is going to be so complex, you'll have to keep up or you're just going to walk out and you'll scratch your head. This is complex. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> have heard it preached because see I've heard it preached this way and I was excited shoot Debbie I started already going I'm, I'm gonna preach that thing boy because I was looking at Cain and Abel as types 
Okay, hang on, just hang on a second. It has nothing to do with the, with the word, but it does. I'm just going. The first of Adam, Cain, he's a type. He's a type of humanity. He was the first. He failed. Now, now remember, I told you, I'm, this, this preach is good. But I'm fixing to show you it's not biblically sound. So if you're going to write a note down to it, put beside it a big question mark and go, I don't know about that. <laughs> but Cain is, is, is the first of Adam. A typology, as some would call him, of humanity. And Abel was the second, as some would call the second of Adam, which would be a typology of the second Adam. And it wasn't until the second Adam would encroach upon the first Adam's territory that he would be slain. Come on, are you, are you with that? I mean, man, I was, boy, this thing is going to preach so hot. It's going to burn through my gloves. But the first Adam is humanity. A typology of humanity. The second Adam is the typology, or he was the Christ. But there's a problem. Because... Typology, if they're going to use that here, they would have to use it correctly in accordance with the Scripture in the Bible. The Scripture does not reference Christ as the second Adam. Okay, I see you looking. I see you looking. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. You ready? Are you ready? Man, where did y'all go? What happened? I ain't going to stand on this. This is slick. I might fall. Look at here. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. Now, if we're going to use things as typology, it's got to line up. There's got to be a thread that goes all the way through the word. Here's the break. The Bible says, and so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. He's talking about the human, the humanity of man. It was Adam. He became a living being. The last, uh uh-oh, wait a minute. I mean the second Adam. He's the last. Christ is the, see there wasn't, oh come on church, come on help me, help me. It, 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 it It didn't take the second Adam and the third Adam and the fourth Adam and the fifth Adam. Come on, it took the last Adam. It took, it took one, it took the last. So the next one was the last Adam. That's all it took. The Bible talks about one man's sin entered into the world through one man and all his sin. Man, that makes me mad. I got to be held accountable for what you, are you kidding me? I'll take you out back behind the barn dude and beat you. But thanks be to God, there was the last Adam that came in on the scene. See, he, the last Adam did march over into the first Adam's tear. Come on, help me. He, he, walked out of, he walked out of glory. It was God clothed in humanity. Amen. See, he, 
the last Adam brought something different. <laughs> he brought a supernatural about himself that Adam did not have. When Jesus shows up on the scene in the failure of humanity and he offers himself a sacrifice and bled and died for you and I. Come on, don't you know that if a human's blood will speak to God through the ground Come on, we talked about it last. We talked about it last week. That every time a blop, a blood drop from Jesus would hit the ground, man, it was it was speaking out against the enemy that I took care of that. I took care of it. You can't hold that against. I got that. I covered them in that. They are the righteousness of God. They are saved. They, you can't, you can't come. I got that one. That one's taken care of. All of that five to seven courts come on. took care of everything before, now, and later. In five or seven courts. Boy, don't you know that when them blood drops hit, boy, it wasn't no little. I mean, it's like, it, it, could, it had to have been like an earthquake sound in the enemy's ear. I don't know about y'all, but I don't see Jesus as a punk. So I'm just telling you where I feel, where I, but we, 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 we talk it. Oh, boy. We've talked about pleading this blood. Don't you know that it wasn't Abel crying out to God? I mean, it would have preached good, man. Debbie, if it would have just lined right up and it could have been theologically correct, boy, it could have preached good. I'd have tore my shirt off this morning. I was plum jacked up. I was like, oh. I mean, it would have preached good, and I could have, I could have threw it out there, the first and the second, because most of you look at me when I told you you wasn't the second Adam, most of you went. Y'all give me one of them. I had to take you to scripture. He's not the second. He's the last. I don't have to wait on a third one to fix something else, Dennis. He took care of all of it. So when I get mad next week and I do something stupid, the same man that died and took care of the other problem is the same one that died and took care of this one. We have taken... The understanding of pleading the blood over things in our life to this point. That it's become some superficial, magical placement of words that causes an outcome to our benefit. When it sounds, it sounds good, man. I plead the blood over my, man, it sounds right. Don't it? It sounds right. But what's the purpose of pleading the blood? <laughs> Ooh, 
Boy, we use pleading the blood the same way we use our prayer. We think that our prayer is meant for time for us to take up God's time and change his mind. Come on. About a situation, right? God, this ain't working and I need you to take care of this, right? I know what you prayed about your wife a couple weeks ago. I won't put you out there, though. But I, I get it. God, this woman that you sent me. Huh? And we try to change God's mind. This man is rebellious. We try to change God's mind. Fix my children. We try to change God's mind. And in the whole time, <laughs> baby, you preach that thing. The whole time, God has already covered your children. He, come on, Mr. and Miss Religion, stand up for me this morning. Let me hit you in the throat. <laughs> you wasn't saved in order for the blood to cover you. Uh-oh, that really tweaked a religion right there. <laughs> the blood covered you in your wrong. <laughs> You, you can't get right enough to be under the blood. That's right. Huh? You can't get there. But we take the pleading of the blood, we plead the blood, we plead the blood, and we think it for some reason that that has brought us some type of a, a supernatural protection that we won't be involved with something. How many of you ever gone through a trial that you wish you never went through? Why didn't the blood cover you? Boy, that would have been a perfect place to hit the cricket sound. <laughs> you just, okay, 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 all fairness, let me, let, me, let me back up. How many of you that were saved that accepted salvation? How many of you that have accepted salvation has been through something you wish you wouldn't have gone through? So it's about the same amount of people. Am I, am I phrasing it right? Okay, so why didn't the blood cover you? It did. Did it? Stop. I'm going to set you in a smart stool. Well, let me ask you a question. If the blood covered you through that, how did the blood cover you? Through that, you still went through it. Come on, I'm, well, I'm, t I t I'm, 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 what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to grab all y'all's pretty hairdos, and I'm just trying to rip your head open. I, I'm ripping, I'm gonna put some information up there, and I'm gonna let you just go, and you're gonna go like this all week. The blood covered you, that's what you told me. But you went through it. That's what you told me. Even after you had accepted salvation, you still went through an adverse situation that if the blood was to cover you, you shouldn't have gone through. Come on, that's the gospel that's being preached today, church. This is why I'm coming at you hard this morning. This is the gospel that is preached to you all the time. Just because Christ died on the cross doesn't mean that you're not going to experience adversity. It's coming. He said, you know what? Check this out. Don't be crazy because you'll find tribulation in this world. Don't, don't get twisted. But then he goes on to say, fear not. Yeah. Here, here's the blood. 
because I've overcome the world. I'm just trying to help you when you, when you get into a, because I, I get them. I get so twisted up in a prayer, sometimes I'll, I'll throw chairs. I just pleading the blood, fighting the enemy. I, I'm, I'm throwing, I'm doing everything. Spears, slingshots, AR-15s. <laughs> AR-15s. Just blasting, just going crazy in prayer time because I'm pleading the blood and man that is going to do something that is going to do it's going to fix my problem it's going to fix my scenario it's going to change my situation and lo and behold I go home do you see this do you see this sloppy agape that we're teaching Christian people and we wonder why Christians fall and we wonder why God's word says that in the last days there will be a great falling away. He ain't talking about sinners. Sinners are already fallen. He's talking about men and women of God. Look around you. Look at the people that are falling away. They're dropping like flies, man. Somebody called an exterminator and people are just bloop, 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 bloop. They're dropping. And we keep teaching the same stuff, the first Adam and the second. We keep teaching. It sounds good. I get y'all lathered up and smoked up, ready to rock and roll, baby. But what happens when you stand it alone? Right. Man, we should be, we have the right to plead the blood. We have the right. We have the right to, to plead the blood. We talked about pleading, right? Y'all know what pleading is now, right? It's not, I'm not begging. I'm not begging the enemy to stop. I'm bringing out a lawful account. Okay, I'm, I, have to, I have to speak churchese. You begin quoting scripture. No, come on. Anyway. Lay a promise on it. Put a promise on it, preacher. Huh? Let's make it a plea. But what is that plea being used for? Okay, I'll answer it for you. It's being used for a weapon in hopes to kill your enemy to stop the problem to fix the trial to get rid of the issue. That's what it's being used for. Can we talk about what it should be used for? Dennis, there's no reason for us to go out there and plead the blood if we're doing it in the wrong manner. It is just like prayer. Prayer is never meant to, you, to be used to change God's mind or to fix anything except you. Come on, if we're, if we're praying right, 
Come on, look at if if we're praying right. <laughs> make me, use me, fix me. It's all about fixing me. I ain't supposed to be using it to fix you, because you're gonna go like that and say, "Well, read that verse," and I'm gonna go, "Well, I can't read it out loud exactly, because it deals with you." When we plead the blood, what we are doing, we are using the blood to remind us. Come on, church. When you plead the blood, you are opening up a legal document and you are reminding yourself of what God said. All right, I know. Tommy, get your fingers ready. Let's go. When you feel like that you're not good enough and the enemy is on your back, turn to Romans chapter 5 and verse 9. And the Bible says much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. I've been justified through him. See, now I'm, ple I'm pleading the blood. I'm pleading the blood because it took the blood to justify me. Oh, when you don't think that there's any hope for you and God is not going to forgive you, go to Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. Come on, Tommy. Let's take them there. In him we have redemption through his blood. See, I am forgiven. There's no condemnation. I am forgiven. The blood said that I am. Do you see what we're battling here? We're not battling the enemy because he's going to keep coming back and keep coming back. and keep. You're battling your mind. You're battling yourself. You're getting yourself in line. What you're doing when you're pleading the blood is you're pleading the blood and you're calling upon heaven to get it in a line with you and you in a line with it so that it can remind you of who you are in Christ. Christ. Yes. I'm tired of this thing that people are calling depression. It's satanic. It is demonic. Yes. It's because they don't know who they are in Christ. I'm not saying it's not a real thing. I'm telling you it is for real. But the Bible says that the weapons that we have We don't fight flesh and blood. But how quick we are to turn to the little dark corners of our home of the woes or me and hang out in there for a while. And we, we're pleading, Christina, we're pleading the blood. But we haven't pled it with an understanding that it's supposed to correct me. Bring my mind back into correction with what God said. See, if you line yourself up with what God says, right. oh, you'll walk through the fire, he said, but you won't be burned. You'll go through the flood, but it won't overtake. Come on. Come on. Right. I'm telling my throw a chair. <laughs> You're cleansed. First John chapter 1 and verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, 
His son cleanses us from all sins. You can't sit there and let somebody condemn you because you've done something wrong, because you said something adverse to what they would say. You dress differently the way they dress. Forget them. Jesus said. Amen. That's right. Plead the blood. Yes. Dear God in heaven, remind us of who we are. Stumbling and floundering around as Christian people. How dare we? The world sees dead bones, but God sees an army. Yes. Amen. Amen. That's right. Amen. Yes. You know, I'll give you a care if it's on or off. Revelations 12, 11. This doesn't talk about us killing the enemy. It says overcoming the enemy. What can the enemy do to you? The enemy cannot lay hands on you. The enemy cannot take your life. The only thing the enemy can do is work on your mind. Come on, Christian. If he can steal your thoughts, he will steal your faith. But this scripture tells us that they overcome him by the blood. Here we go again, pleading the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Don't fall into religious antics. Stop, man. Stop. Guess what this did? Guess what that did? Absolutely nothing. But you let me put the blood behind this baby. Come on. That's right. What are we doing, Christian? Man, we want to be filled with the, with the Holy Ghost. We want to be praying. Excuse me. I took out a, a power pill, went away. And my mouth is, I do it every time. Like cotton balls. That's nerves. I can't stand to talk in front of people. Y'all don't get it. But what are we doing as Christian people. Oh, Pastor, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I want to, I want to speak in tongues. I want, to, I want to have a heavenly language. Why? Why? Oh, so that you can be that one. Oh, can I? Just let me. Can I? Let me. Thank you. Just let me. Oh, If you're wanting it so you can be noticed like somebody else. Oh, you're on dangerous. See, the moment that you are... See, I'm free in preaching because my God... Look, I know when I open this mouth, anything can happen. And I just trust that God will lead the way. I'm, I'm telling you, y'all don't understand... 
If you think it's just as easy to get up behind the pulpit and you get to study for 40 hours. Come on, Christina, help me. And you get to study for 40 hours, man. You put that thing together. It is line A, B, C, D. Man, you're so articulate. You can put big fancy words together. You can make them things just weave right on it. And it sounds so pretty. It sounds like pleading the blood. And the whole time the blood's been pleading for you. And you're just sitting out there, man. You're putting this thing. And when you walk away, nothing happens it takes the anointing of God to change the heart of man oh I could coax you to the altar man I can get you by the arm say come on Eric brother I'll go with you and everything get up (laughs) and everything will be fine did that come out on the mic (laughs) get up and, I, and I, can, I, can, I can bring him to the altar, man, and, and we just sit up here, and, and I'll have a glorious time. I'm leading somebody to Christ like I'm doing something. Pat me on the back. Pat me on. See, I'm doing something, man. I'm leading somebody. I'm praying him into the heavens. Boy, I'm smacking him on the back of the head, smacking him on the back. I'm praying him right on into salvation. Amen. And then he goes home, and I get a phone call later on that week. This ain't true. This is hypothetical. (laughs) Lord Jesus in heaven. And Jennifer calls and says, Eric, just crazy. But we, no. Pastor, when he left, There was no change. And see, I understand that salvation is a process. But in that, in that terminology, that salvation would be perfection. Right. Being perfected is a process. Oh, being saved, you're immediately, your spirit, yes, yes. instantaneously saved. Let me, tell you, let me tell you something. If the Holy Spirit draws you unto salvation, you have a relationship or you have an encounter with God himself. Can I tell you that you are free at that point? The Bible says that you'll hear the truth, and the truth will set you free. You'll hear Jesus talk to you. You'll hear the Holy Spirit churn on the inside. You'll give it all to God. And I I promise you, I promise you, he'll walk out the front door, and he might slip something. He'll go, man, I shouldn't have done that. When God does it. Come on, church, just look at something. Just tell them when God does it. See, when when God does it, I know y'all still have a hard time that I don't give altar calls and I don't walk people down because I ain't told to yet. Listen, why do do you think that I'm more powerful than the Holy Spirit? That's right. Come on. Stop putting me on a pedestal. I did not cause life to be given to you. That's right. I can, well, I can take it. <laughs> no. Not legally. And not lawfully. But I didn't give you life. What makes you think that I can introduce you and, and go through here? I bet you this Bible's got it in it, Debbie. Look in Romans and go to the end and see if the Romans road ain't in there. I guarantee you it's in there. 
Yeah, so, yeah, it's got to be the end of Romans in there somewhere. It, it's probably, it's, it's written out. Maybe it's in there. It's, it's, it's somewhere in that. I promise you, it's in your Bible somewhere. Look it up. I, I'm not talking about scripture. I'm talking about like, like this. It, it, it'll line it out for you. It, it'll tell you what to say and, and how to say it and what to do and how to do it. It puts it all together, man, leading somebody to Jesus. Can I tell you there's only one way to lead somebody to Jesus, and that's through the Holy Spirit. Huh? Can I tell you that it's going to take the conviction of the Holy Spirit through the gospel because the Bible says that it's the power? Yes. Under salvation, it's this. It's not me. It's not my words. But somehow, we are allowing we're allowing this theology to creep into our churches. And don't get I'm man. I'm good with. Asking somebody if you know Christ. If you don't, raise your hand and I'll pray with you. I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. But let me tell you, I can't pray you into salvation, baby. My words isn't going to make you any more saved than the words that God's put in your heart. But we have to make a big to-do. We got to convince everybody in the church that the pastor was able to preach such a hot word that he could draw people to the altar. Can I tell you one thing? If you're waiting on Sunday to go to the altar, baby, check your salvation. I said it. Don't care if it hurts you or not. You'll get over it. If this is the only altar you visit, you got a problem. Well, how do we go there when I'm talking about pleading the blood? It was the blood that brought me salvation. That's how I, that's how I got there. Huh. Oh. How many of us walk through life feeling like we're walking under a curse? Tommy, go to Galatians. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's plead the blood on this one too. Galatians 3.13. Yeah, let's plead the blood on this one too. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Yep. Christ did it. Yes. Through the blood. If I'm going to plead the blood, see, I've got to plead the blood so that I remind myself. The Bible didn't say that, the pro- that he came to the prodigal son. He said that the prodigal son came to himself. Yeah. He come to himself. He realized he... This is not who I am. The servants eat better at my father's house than I. When are you going to come to yourself? You're not under the bondage. You don't have to live under that. That's right. Pastor, I've been pleading the blood. Is it reminding you? Or are you fighting the enemy with it? That sure was a hard work day. I, I really wish that everything in your life would go better because that's really. <laughs> Ooh, 
Jesus. Let's see what else we got. We might have, hey, hey. 2 Corinthians 5, 21. For he made him who knew no sin to be the sin for us. See, you're the righteousness of God. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. How many of you know, I mean, how many of you truly know, and I'm going to calm down because I want you to hear this. How many of you truly know that you're in right standing with God? Do you know how, do you understand how big and how bold that statement is? Do you know how crazy that statement would be without including Jesus' blood in it? I'm the righteousness of God. What? See, people that don't know Christ in a relationship will call you nuts. People in a relationship, well, people that are in religion with God would be throwing shoes and turning chairs upside down. But people in a relationship, man, get to walk with a freedom and a liberty that nobody else can experience. I'm the righteousness of God through the blood of Christ because he took my sin. He didn't have any. He took mine. There's Christians that walk around in bondage even after they accept salvation. And Galatians 5.1 tells us something a little different. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free. Do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. You have a choice. Are you, church, are you listening this morning? Man, when the blood of Christ... We are able to plead that. We are pleading it over our mind so that we come to an understanding of who we are in Him because everything else is done. The Bible said that everything is under His feet. So why are we, Dennis, why do we think we got to run to the gun cabinet every time something comes up? Why do we think, other than that, but why do we think we got to go there and fight somebody? And why are we? <laughs> We're not fighting here. Well, you no, wrong. We shouldn't be fighting here. But this is where we choose to battle. Because if I don't understand the spirit, I'll fight the flesh. And I'll fight the flesh because I feel like that I can suppress the flesh that I'm fighting beneath myself to make me feel better. Right, come on. But if I'm fighting in the spirit, you don't feel that way. Because yeah. you don't even... Never mind. <laughs> Boy, don't you... Come on, be honest. I, I'll, I'll turn the camera black or something just to... <laughs> be honest. Have you ever fought something in the spirit and then come and just go, man, what in the world am I doing? Is that even working? 
I'm helping you this morning. If you'll plead the blood with the understanding that it's getting your mind in line with heaven's thoughts, oh, you'll defeat so much more. The problem don't go away, but you're much freer. The issue might not be fixed, but at least you're not bound by it. It doesn't steal your joy. I'm soaking wet. Huh. Here's one I fought for years. And I said years. Because if you're not careful and you're introduced to God in a religion, that's all that relationship will ever be. It will be about what you do and what you don't do. It's not until you come to an understanding that he wants a relationship with you. That he wants you to talk to him. and That he wants to talk to you. And that he wants you to love on him and worship him. And he wants to love on you. It's not until you come into that relationship where you know that someone actually decided that you was worth dying for. And they actually didn't just give you mouth service or lip service. They actually stepped out. And they done it. But see, it's not until then will you ever understand Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Therefore, now there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. I don't care what you did. Daddy don't care what you did. That's right. Well, aren't you glad that he don't have some kind of those fancy corporate checklist? Well, oh, sorry. My God, we'd all be condemned to hell. Well, let me rephrase that one too. We are condemned to hell without Him. I'm t- if you're, don't try this on your own, Dennis, you'll fail. We can't get in front of God like we are and say that we're the righteousness of God. Baba says no flesh will glory in his presence. So you won't even make it to that point. <laughs> Boy, doesn't the gospel just, it just preaches so good, don't it? Just makes you feel good about yourself, don't it? It lets you know that the best days of your life, you're filthy rags. And without him, you're nothing. See, men don't like to hear that. It's, you want to know why women can worship God better than men can? We got this ego about us, baby. I'm a grown man. 
you're not quite there yet. <laughs> That's just God protected me. He let me kick it first instead of falling over it. But he did say he would take the foolish to confound the wise. But anyway. Man or not. You can't offer anything to God through your hands. And he believes this so much so, and he wants you to believe this so much so, that he put it in Scripture that if a man would shed the blood of an innocent man, his blood would have to be shed for that sin. It's in the Bible. Read it. But I don't have to be condemned. I don't care what you know about my past. That's another reason why me and Debbie just tried to clean the carpets, baby. We, we throw it all out there for you so you don't come in behind and start picking lint. Because here's, here's our deal. What you know about us don't change who we are in Christ. What you say about us, it better not change who we are in Christ. He bled and died for me. Amen. Amen. You'll never die for me. Don't tell me you will. Amen. You don't have to be so enunciated on that. You could have said, well, you know, we would at least think about it. She said, amen. <laughs> anyway, pleading the blood of Jesus does not allot us some supernatural power. But it more allows us to be reminded of Christ and what He did for us that we aren't capable of doing for ourselves. See, y'all think Christ come to do everything for you. He, he created you. You tie your own shoe. If you're waiting on an angel to come and, and tighten you up, you might be there a while. You just might be there a while. The things you can do for yourself, He expects you to do. Oh, Jesus. He expects you not to sin. Mm -hmm. oh, boy, give me some of that one. <laughs> he expects you not to sin. Because he said, you're no longer a slave to sin. Now you get, now you get to be a man. You get to make a man choice or woman choice. Politically correct. Man and woman. There's only two. Politically correct. I got to do that too. There's a man and there's a woman. And you get to make that decision. Right? You get to make that decision on whether or not you're going to sin or not sin. There ain't no devil made me do it. Shut that. I'll, don't ever tell me that. Because I'm going to have to apologize because I'm going to hit you. 
The devil ain't make you do nothing. Your wife has the ability to make you do something before the enemy does. Try her. <laughs> All right, we're we're coming in. I'm, I'm, I'm. I think I'm coming in. I'm. I think we're almost. <laughs> this this pleading the blood. This this blood that is pleading for you, because that's what it's doing. See, every time you make a mistake, Jesus, it got, oh, man. Every time you make a mistake, I, I can see God go. And Jesus going, I died for that one. Amen, amen. Hey, God, I took care of that one. Oh, God, don't, don't pay attention to that. That's fine. Oh, that's that's under my blood. I... Daddy, she's she's mine. Amen. <laughs> Boy, I just hear him. Well, if we would allow the blood to plead for us as much as we want to go about our religious ways and plead the blood. standing before God. He said that he went to heaven to make intercessory for us. He, he went, your lawyer is pleading your case. His blood is standing before the throne. Father, I've done that. They're the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. He's pleading your case. Church, the blood pleads for you. Remind yourself. The blood pleads for you. So the next time you go to pray over your children and you're pleading the blood, remind yourself that they are the righteousness of God. Remind, remind yourself. He already... Why are you trying to remind the enemy every time something going on, who you are? Because if you are who you say you are, he already knows. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. He said, oh, I know. Come on. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> uh, but who are you? 
come on. <laughs> you ain't got to read. He knows who you are if you are. He knows who you are. Pleading the blood ain't backing him down. He already knows he can't come across. He's trying to get in your... Oh, he can stand on the outside of the chain link fence all day around the house. Yeah. He can hang out there all he wants. Don't walk up in here. You already know that the blood pleads yes. for me. You can't come this way. You can walk around. I have more notes than I thought I did, maybe. As faith itself doesn't bring us guarantees of health and wealth and happiness, nor will pleading the blood of Jesus on your circumstance, unless you're pleading it in the right context of what it's already done for you. Boy, if we could just recognize for a moment that we are sons and daughters of the King, if we could realize for a moment that He has adopted us into the Beloved, our problems wouldn't be so big that we would forget to rejoice Count it all joy, he says. I want to smack him in the mouth, he said. <laughs> Count it all joy. What? I know, y'all don't talk to y'all's Bible like that. I do. I opened it up some time ago. I ain't reading that scripture today. By pleading the blood, it is an activation of our faith that we are coming into agreement with that what we know took place on Calvary and that the blood of Jesus, all things are possible. The Bible says we're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed. All things become new. So I'm not telling you not to plead the blood. I'm just telling you when you plead the blood to allow it to help remind you of who he has already set you to be. I can't wait till Wednesday. We're going to talk about ordination on Wednesday. It's going to be good. But he's already done a thing for you. He's already defeated the enemy. We just have to be reminded just how powerful he was. Look, when a man can wake himself up and then say... 
I'm going down anyway. It don't matter. I go on down in there and talk to him. And then bring them all back up with him. That's a bad dude. It's a bad dude. I'm done. I'm going to drop you on your head. I can't bring the plane. I'm done, but I want you to understand something. Make sure that you understand what pleading the blood is. Because it's not about your works. You pleading the blood and you fighting in your home and everything else does not fix it because you plead the blood. It's just a reminder that His blood pleads for you. I don't know about you, but I'd much rather have His blood pleading for me than me pleading for His blood. Because I know all that stuff was handled on Calvary. I know it was 2,000 years ago, but it's just as strong today. It's still calling out. The Bible says that the earth is still moaning for the sons of God. And you see, that, that ain't just because you saved. It's, it's talking about the sons of God. There's a, a difference being a son of God. And being a, we'll get into that later. I'm going to leave that alone too. I'll tell you, I'll go in a wormhole quick. Right, I'm done. I love y'all. Y'all go home. Eat, drink, be merry. Y'all know what kind of drink. Don't be getting drink to get married.